Hey everyone, my name is Dr. Dolores Tarver. I'm a licensed psychologist here in Georgia, and it is once again time for the tea. So Tea Time with Dr. Tarver is an opportunity to explore your wellness goals and think about who you wanna be as you're moving on this path to your greatness. Now, Time with Tarver is definitely not a substitute for therapy, but it is an opportunity for you to gain some additional strategies and possibly explore some resources that can be helpful to you along your journey. So we have been doing this four part series on the things that we experienced early on in our lives that shape us in our relationships currently. So the first week we were talking about avoiding absent people in our lives. The second week we discussed what happens when we're around negative or critical people growing up. The last week we discussed what happens when we're around anxious or fearful people. And for this fourth installment, we are going to be talking about what happens when we are around abusive people. So I know that we're approaching the holidays. Christmas is this upcoming Friday. And this is a time that people sometimes really struggle with because they know when they go around family members that there may have been some abuse that happened in the family or there may be currently some abusive things going on in the family. During this pandemic, we have definitely seen an increase in domestic violence and child abuse. And so we do recognize that not everyone's home is a safe space. So I wanted to save this topic for our last one because I feel like it has the potential to be the one that shows up in the most destructive ways in our lives as we get older, when we just experience things that are abusive throughout our childhood or even into our early adulthood. And so now we're struggling with the remnants of that. So the topic for today is um, you are worthless growing up in abusive environments. So I was watching um, All In. It was on BET, a movie, and it showcases Little Mama, who is a rapper, up-and-coming rapper. And the focus of the movie is essentially about this. What happens when people grow up in abusive environments and then themselves have children and bring their children up in those destructive environments as well? So let's kind of talk about what some of that might look like. In the movie, uh, we see little mama, she is she's got the hustle mentality. So she's selling EBT cards. She is um, selling items. She's buying from stores or stealing, um, selling them out on the street uh, in order to try to make money. But then that puts her in situations where she's around people that are dealing with drugs. Um, she's around people who have uh, criminal backgrounds and they're still engaging in criminal activity. And so she's got uh, a daughter uh, who is about nine years old. And so she's in this environment watching these things because little mama has not learned any new skills. So what does this look like, this abusive environment? Now, abuse can come in a lot of different ways. We know about physical abuse. That is the one that we tend to talk about the most. So when people are physically violent to us, choking, hitting, um, slamming heads, burning. Those are some examples of how people can be abusive. People can be abusive in ways that are psychological. And so they may have you grow up in this space of fear that they could do something to you. So there's this constant threat to your safety. And it may have come from episodes of physical violence. So I've had somebody pull this gun out on me, for example, and tell me they were going to kill me or drag me off 
um, into a dark wood or dark area or in a car, try to choke me and tell me that they were going to kill me. And I recognize that they have the power to do it. So there's that looming threat. I don't feel safe. There's always this concern that this person could hurt me, even if they're not doing anything. The posturing, the yelling, which is part of that verbal abuse, criticizing me, putting me down. Um, a lot of demeaning things, making me, in fact, feel like I have no worth and value, blaming things on me, telling me it's my fault that they're treating me the way they're treating me because I make them upset or I mismanage something. Oftentimes we'll see people financially abuse people, so they will hold money. So you're, you may be working and they tell you to give them your money and they'll give you what they want you to have. And if you don't do what they say or they get upset with you and more likely than not, they've squandered the money. Then they tell you it's your fault that there's not food in the house. It's your fault that the uh, electric bills uh, aren't paid. It's your fault that you're having to be put out and evicted. Right. So there's just this cycle of I'm abusing you, but I'm blaming you for your own abuse. And so you become unknowingly an active participant in your abuse. Then we have the sexual abuse, which frequently will happen with people in secrecy. So people are pulling you in the bathrooms or closets or um, maybe when they're supposed to be babysitting you and no one else is around. And so there's a lot of shame associated with the sexual abuse because often it happens at such a young age, we're unaware of what exactly is going on. And so we're going along because this adult or this older person is putting me in a situation that I, I don't know what I'm doing and I don't really understand. And so then as it continues, I then start to feel guilt and shame about it because in my mind, I'm allowing it to happen. I didn't do anything. I didn't tell anyone. And oftentimes we don't tell people because we're afraid of what might happen to us. We've been threatened, but also to this person, because this person is, is frequently a family member or a friend of the family, or we might've had um, an incident happen where we did tell someone. And again, they blamed us. It's your fault. You were being fast, or that's part of, of growing up. So it is almost like we are creating an environment where we're endorsing this sexual abuse in some way, continuing this cycle of abuse. And so often people don't feel like there's anything they can do. And there's that powerlessness that comes along with this. And so you can recognize how psychologically um, and physically, for that matter, this type of abuse is most difficult for people to be able to work through and be able to be in healthy relationships. Because if this is what you saw growing up, even if it wasn't done to you per se, maybe you were a child and you saw people arguing or you saw people fighting or you saw someone get, uh, get knifed or get shot, right? So it leaves that scar on you and you think about now, I, I say to myself, I don't want to grow up in that environment, but I end up recreating that environment because that's all I know. Um, so this is what happens in All In in this movie. Um, Little Mama was in an environment where she grew up like this around drugs, around crime, around violence. And so that's what she knows. That's how she learned. Right. So we get into survival mode. So I'm not thriving. I'm surviving. And as I'm surviving, I'm doing things that are ultimately destructive to me, but I don't recognize them necessarily as being destructive because again, they're learned patterns. Or maybe I do recognize that they're destructive, but I don't feel like there's anything that I can really do different to change my path. Because again, that psychological abuse of that, that occurs 
where and let's say now I've um, ended up sexually abusing someone or I've ended up committing some criminal activity. And so I feel like there's this mark on me and that I am trapped in this life and there's no way for me to get out. Or perhaps now I'm in an abusive relationship and I'm having the same kind of things done to me and I feel powerlessness. That's what I saw growing up. So this is what I feel like comes along with it. Right. The love love hurts kind of part of it or now I'm a parent and I'm engaging in physically abusive behaviors toward my children because that's what I grew up I grew up with people slapping me in my face if I said something they didn't want to hear or punching me fighting me as if I was a grown person and so that's what I'm used to that's the chaos I grew up in and so for me when someone does something to upset me then I'm responding with violence I'm responding with that verbal assault because these are the techniques that I learned to take care of myself to be able to defend myself to be able to survive to be able to um, provide what I need for my family so now you see that cycle repeating. That's some of the ways that it shows up. And oftentimes we can go in the other direction where we end up being we end up being a bit passive because we're afraid. We don't want to upset people. We don't want people yelling at us. We don't want people taking things from us in terms of our body sexually. And so I just surrender as my way. And this is my way of, of trying to fight back as I surrender to you so you don't end up taking it and harming me further. So this is a technique that um, we'll sometimes see people engage in. But also as we think about the effects long term on people, if you're a child and you grow up in a violent environment, such as some of the things I described, it can really affect you in terms of your cognitive development. It can affect motor skills. It can affect ability for you to be able to develop the frontal part of our brain, the frontal lobe. Um, is where our, our rational thinking is, is where our ability to be able to have memory and attention and concentration come from. That development is stunted when we grow up in abusive environments. And this can be food withheld. This can be um, you're not allowed to go to the bathroom when you need to. There you uh, could be people claiming they're saying jokes, but they're just being mean and, and, and malicious to you. They're embarrassing you in front of people. Um, examples of people being locked out of their houses naked. There's so many types of violence and shame and belittling behaviors that occur all as a mechanism for attempting to control people. Then my brain doesn't fully develop. And so now I've got reading comprehension problems or maybe I'm not able to develop my speech in the way that is appropriate for my age. Right. So we're not meeting those developmental milestones on, on time. We'll see kids have problems with toilet training. We'll see kids wetting the bed. It's almost like they're regressing. It's actually one of the signs and symptoms that children are in an abusive environment when we see them regressing when they were thriving. Depression and anxiety can come out of that as well. Um, we definitely are constantly on alert. You'll see people that just are uncomfortable. They never feel safe. If they hear a loud noise, if they're touched, it makes them very uneasy. Um, they are just uh, hyper alert and vigilant all the time. Um, we also see where people end up being more prone to experiencing trauma because when you come out of a trauma background, you are um, you're, you're more prepped and primed and ready to have another trauma happen. Right. So you're going to recreate environments where you're more likely to be traumatized again, whether that's in your dating relationships, where you choose to live, your work environments, where people are going to uh, either take advantage of you or talk down to you. And again, you're used to that. So you are moving in places where 
that's already going on and not recognizing this is because of some things that I saw growing up. We also see people just not being able to receive any kind of positive feedback about themselves. They don't feel like they're lovable. They don't feel like they deserve better. They don't feel like they can reach these goals um, that they might want to have. There's just this uncertainty and hopelessness, if you will, about the future. And so people don't end up getting a chance to to reach their fullest potential sometimes in these situations. Um, there is also just this perception that the world is a very dangerous and stressful place. And so when you have that mentality and you're on guard all the time, then it doesn't really allow you to sleep well. It doesn't allow you to be able to do things that give you meaning and purpose. Um, it just allows you to be in that space of constantly either trying to get safety or putting yourself in situations around people that you feel like will accept you, even if it continues to be abusive. So how do we manage this? What do we do in terms of our wellness plan? First of all, it's important to take stock. A lot of times we don't even realize some of the patterns that we're carrying on because again, everyone around us is doing the same thing. So assess for yourself, what am I doing? What is showing up for me in my relationships with people, in my parenting, uh, where I'm working, who I'm around, who my friends are? Let me just kind of examine some of the, the effects of growing up in that environment. And we often say, well, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I come from the street or I was, uh, you know, raised that way. And we don't think about like I need to be evaluating that in a different way to think maybe there are different ways that people can grow up. And even though that was my experience, it doesn't mean that that has to be things that I carry on. Um, so then we want to show talk about like how is the abuse showing up for me? Like, am I being abusive? Um, I can say it to my children, to my partners. Um, am I the, the person that's that's pushing and fighting and kicking? Um, and when somebody doesn't do something I, I want, I blow up, I'm overreactive. So I need to kind of think about that as well. I need to identify the behaviors that I'm engaging in that are destructive. And so if I am blowing up constantly, and you will probably know if you are because you're receiving feedback from people about that, or maybe you've been arrested a couple of times now. There have been some criminal charges that have been pressed against you because you're destroying property or you're yelling and you're cursing people out. You've been banned from a couple of places. Those are usually some indications. Um, we want to identify resources that are going to tap into the deficits that are underneath that behavior. Right. So I talked about this is what I learned, but I haven't learned any new strategies. And I always tell people it's important before you take something away you make sure you have something to replace it with, right? So I may need some parenting training. And that's hard sometimes for people to acknowledge because we really get defensive about folks talking to us about our parenting skills. But if I'm honest with myself, I may recognize like I am harshly disciplining my children um, or I am having my children do things at such a young age. They're not even being able to progress through their childhood because they're cooking and cleaning at four. They're catching the bus by themselves at six. They're taking care of their other siblings by eight. So they're not even being a chance, being able to be, be kids because I don't have the support resources set up to get help. So I'm using my children to do all of those things. Um, so I may need to, may need to look into that. Um, I may need to also look into we call it anger management, um, but but essentially it is learning how to express my emotions in a healthy way. So there is absolutely nothing wrong with a range of emotions, be angry, fearful, all of those things. We feel them because we're we're capable of expressing them. And so they're important that we're able to to express them. But the expression 
is it needs to be tapered, right? So I don't need to just be blowing up every time I get angry or anxious or, you know, everything makes me blow up. I need to be able to identify what am I feeling and what's an appropriate way for me to um, address that feeling and address the need that I have that's coming out of that, that feeling, right? Everything doesn't have to be a fight. Everyone is not attacking me. But when they are, I need to remove myself. I don't need to keep going back and forth with you, um, trying to negotiate with you when you've been beating me for five years. Uh, I need to get myself out of that situation. So I may need some assertiveness skills. I may need to learn what my resources are in terms of me being able to get that exit plan and getting out of this abusive situation. I may need to identify what sh where there are shelters, places where this person won't be able to access me because they know where my family lives. They know where my friends live. That's the places they're going to check. So I need to make sure I'm in a place they can't access me. And then I have to cut off connection to them is because what we'll end up seeing is people going back into that abusive environment because again that's what I know so even though it's awful it's comforting to me um, I, I love this person and so being able to break that addiction to a person is also part of therapy what would a healthy relationship look like and what are some strategies to deal with the loneliness and the loss and the grief that comes from leaving this relationship because even though it was abusive it was still all I had and so leaving that can be a very scary time for a person. So we want to make sure that people have support resources in place and learning how to regulate all those strong emotions that you feel, um, either because you yourself are upset or because people around you have been have been violent. Relaxation, exercise, those things to be able to release. So if I'm dealing with anger myself, what are some ways for me to be able to release that anger in a healthy way? Um, problem solving to be able to manage conflict. Everything does not have to rise to the level of an escalation, but I need to be preventative when I see myself getting triggered. That's when I need to do my work. I don't need to get to the point where I'm already at 100 because it's very difficult to implement skills when I'm there. So I need to do the on the prevention end. So that is part of the restructuring. Am I looking at situations as if somebody is trying to harm me and they're not? Um, or is this truly a dangerous situation that I need to remove myself from and but not put myself back in it? Right. So the problem solving piece comes along with that cognitive restructuring, too. So I can perceive a situation um, in a very rational and clear way and then come up with a strategy to be able to deal with the problem and prevent it from happening again if all, at all possible. Social skills, like sometimes I said, we're not comfortable in our own skin. We see ourselves as damaged and that. Only type of people that would love me would be abusive people or other people that grew up in the same type of environment as me. I feel comfortable around them. I feel uncomfortable around people that I feel like maybe are more educated or more skilled because I think they're looking down at me or they think less of me when essentially I need to just have some more skill development. I'm perfectly capable, just as they are, of being able to master things. I haven't had the training. I haven't had the education. Those are things I can do, right? So there may need to be part of a a, a, a job program, getting different types of employment, getting resume help. Um, maybe I do want to go and learn a trade or maybe I want to go and take those college classes and I need some money and some resources to be able to do that. So accessing programs that provide that type of support might need those affirmations, right? Because I'm dealing with guilt and shame um, and, and, and hurt and pain from what has happened to me. And it is it is riding on my back and I can't seem to shake it. So I have to say some things that are positive about me. So I have to do that work so that I see myself as being worthy. I see myself as deserving, as capable, as skilled. That may be an important part of that. Um, 
there may just need to be some empathy development. Like I grew up around people that just did not care about other folks. They were selfish. Uh, they were mean. They pimped me out when I was growing up to get what they needed. And so I use people as well. Um, I use myself to get what I need. So I pimp myself out. Right. I grew up with that. I don't have I don't care about these people. I don't have any emotional connection to them. They are just a means to an end. So I might need to work on that, being able to actually see people and connect with them in in some way. Or again, if I don't feel uh, valuable, being able to get that support to where I feel better about myself. Um, Supportive healthy relationships. It is imperative that we have people in our lives who are support for us that we can go to that we can trust. So now that I have some examples of people in my life who are not abusing me, who are not exploiting me, who are not manipulating me, who are not putting me down, tearing me down. Every time I come up with an idea, they're they're telling me that's not going to happen because I'm nobody. Right. And so I stop doing things because these people are in my head and I don't feel like I'm capable. So I need some folks that are going to be my cheerleaders on my team. Hey, let's create this plan, figure out how you can get this done. Um, and then boundaries, right? The boundaries piece is important because I don't want to do all of this work and then go back into this environment with these abusive folks. And so they suck me right back in because I'm longing for that family and, and, and the, I want y'all to love me so much. Um, and I don't recognize that I may actually just have to sever ties with you. Or I may have to um, interact with you in limited doses where I determine what we talk about and it's short lived. Right. And I don't tell you everything that I got going on so you won't have any input on things and try to tear me down and sabotage it. And those boundaries can be really tough too. letting go of people can be tough. We tend to hoard people when we grow up in abusive environments because we want that love or craving it so much. Um, we, we often are using sex as as love. Uh, and so when we don't have that, we really struggle. And so being able to get some support around those boundaries, being able to keep them and maintain them is just as important part of that process as well. Right. So I want you all to be free. I want you to be well. And most importantly, I want you to be encouraged. Take care, y'all.